This is episode number 144, Unleashing the Greatness Within, with Brian Kelly. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and invite all of our listeners to our upcoming Courageous Conversation. This is a conversation that takes place every single Saturday starting at 9 a.m. Central Time where we meet through Zoom and discuss a topic that matters most to us. If you would like to know more details about how you can join this conversation as well as any of the upcoming ones, go ahead and leave us a message through our website to which we'll respond with all the details about how you can join any of these calls. Also, if you like what you heard from any of the previous episodes, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes, Google, or Facebook so more people can hear these inspiring stories. Now, let's get back to the show. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Oleg. Good to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being not only a part of this show, but just also in my life. And I was fortunate enough that you and I connected. I think we were talking about this the other day, February of last year? Yeah, last year, yep. Okay. And ever since, it sure does. It certainly does. I'll, I'll never forget that first conversation that I think we started. And it started with a mutual connection of ours, uh, Kira Omens, mm-hmm. who had um, shared, I think, some content. And then from there, you and I started to engage through her content and her post. And then next thing you know is you and I are... T- working side by side and trying to support <laughs> each other in whichever ways that we can. So I, I always find it fascinating how different connections evolve over the months or the years and whatever the time that you give it to essentially. That's where I think the beauty of connections really flourish and just something that probably neither of us imagined it would happen. Yeah, it's um, it was really because I, even before I contacted you, I knew about you through Kira and, and mm-hmm. Overcoming Odds. And I had in my mind, this is a good example of our topic together as I think <laughs> about it now too. It's like, wow, interesting story. Um, I should connect with uh, this guy. And then Kira in February told something. She went deeper with her story mm-hmm. uh, about it being an adoptee and kind of some of her story. I'm like, let me just reach out and see if there's anything I can do to support what Oleg's doing. And um, I kind of reached out to Kira just to have her contact you just to know that this is genuine and, you know, it's it's just not coming out of the blue. And then we had a great conversation, like you you emailed me within an hour or Mm -hmm. so, and then we we started a a conversation and then we've been on, uh, connected with your journey with overcoming odds and we've been working on uh, together with that. And just as as you say, supporting one another from there. And it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. No, I, I truly do appreciate a connection. So I've had a pleasure of meeting you and getting to know you on so many different levels, but I think a lot of our listeners haven't had the same opportunity to do so. And I want to be able to give them part of that journey and maybe part of an understanding of who you are. So whenever you get asked that question of who are you, how do you choose to answer that now? Who am I? So uh, the way I would answer it is... um, 
I'm more me because I chose to embrace vulnerability. And so that's mm-hmm. part of my story. What that's um, helped me to do is to be able to connect with people um, through what I do with uh, coaching, consulting, people and team development. And it's to unleash the human greatness in each person and each team so that we can create better together. Um, it's, uh, there's so much potential in each person. And I feel like uh, because of stories that we may have about ourselves or still carry with ourselves about whether it's not good enough or these limiting beliefs that get in our way. Um, if we can remove those and focus on the things that make us uniquely brilliant and bring mm-hmm. our best contributions, um, then we open people up to exploring what that is and how they'd like to contribute and, um, and shine their light for their own betterment, but also for others too. And so um, I get excited and energized by discovering that with people and helping them reconnect to it because it's always been there. It's mm-hmm. just taking maybe some of the shackles and the cataracts off of the, the version of you that might exist now in terms of what's been layered on you from life and circumstances and uh, things that have happened and saying which of that doesn't belong in terms of mm-hmm. forward and what might we let go of so we can let this all flourish. Mm-hmm. You bring up a very interesting topic. And I think this is a topic, in my opinion, that many of us strive for. And it's that element of uniqueness, the reaching the highest potential or the purpose that we want to have in this lifetime. And I'm curious to know from your lens, why did you choose that? And then the second part of that question is, when it comes to unleashing or finding that human greatness within you, did you ever feel like in your life that you weren't reaching it? And if so, what was that story within your head that prevented you from stop stepping into the highest version of yourself that you can be? So yeah, this the reason for this is because it is my story. It's directly mm-hmm. my story, right? And so I had these limiting beliefs around this uh, unhealthy relationship with vulnerability. Vulnerability is weakness, right? It's, it's um, you know, the whole concept of, you know, don't show emotions. You're, you know, growing up and kind of having that uh, around me. Men don't show emotions. Men don't cry, that kind of thing. And, um, and then some insecurities that had built up in terms of um, being shy and just personality-wise. Um, that in combination with some uh, external influences that uh, ended up having an effect on shaping who I was mm-hmm. uh, af- affected me being able to show who I was and bringing my, my best contributions. And so I often say that I, for a, longer than I care to admit, in, you know, years, uh, I shut off the access to the best parts of myself, strategic thinking, relationship building, cultivating and developing others to see the best in them so that they could flourish and we could flourish better together. And so the story really uh, shifted with the reframe of vulnerability and the uh, voice inside my head was um, that I didn't matter what, what my voice, you know, who cares Mm -hmm. what Brian has to say. And so that gets to um, this recent development in terms of doing videos and putting myself out there in that way. I've been, I procrastinated on that for a long time because of what I thought others might think of me until I shifted my mindset to the purpose of what I do. And it's like, well, it's really not about me. It's about what I might 
inspire in others and invite uh, others to think about in terms of um, the messages I have. Because if I, if I worry about not the vehicle and what, what might come up for others with the vehicle of video or even doing blogs or whatever, getting my voice out there, how am I going to serve others and this larger purpose of unleashing human greatness and creating better together and um, the work I do with people and, and team developments to help them uh, take action to uh, create greater impact. And so uh, that, switched, that flipped the switch for me and, uh, and someone um, kind of ignited in me. It's like, you know, just start experiment, right? Mm-hmm. And I was ta- talking to someone the other day about this. It, it's really um, interesting that it didn't fully occur to me until I actually did it that I could, I, didn't, I was just recording in the video. I didn't actually have to release it until I did the first one. I was like, man, this is easy. I don't even have mm-hmm. to share this if I don't want to. And so there's a developmental aspect of that, of just doing and experimenting and, and trying it and saying, oh, wow, that wasn't that hard. And oh, I can edit it. And oh, I don't have to share it. And then you release it and then you know, maybe get uh, grow a little bit to move towards doing live videos and stuff like that as you get more comfortable. But this was, we're talking like last November when this happened. Mm-hmm. November. I so was there. <laughs> you were there. And so, um, yeah, that was, um, that's sort of like a story in terms of insight to impact. So the insight, you know, you, we can get stuck in learning and insight, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we know stuff or even think about going to a, uh, a workshop or a learning experience and having a great experience and maybe even having a call to action. And then you walk, walk out of there really jazzed and really excited. Wow, I'm, I'm excited about what just happened. And the question I always come up with for me, and this, when I say this, this is sort of like for me too, is like, then what, what are you going to, how are you going to uh, make that a learning catalyst rather than an event, right? So mm-hmm. it's like watching a movie. Did you just watch the movie for entertainment purposes? Or is there a message in there that you're going to bring into your life and, and um, take action upon to help yourself grow, to, um, to move forward in some way that creates value for yourself and others? And so that's where I'm inspired right now in terms of the, um, the things we're doing in terms of helping people move from those learning and insights to intentional, purposeful actions that matter to them mm-hmm. to create greater impact within for one another. And I think you bring up a really good point as far as there is an experience within the experience. So there's the experience when it comes to just knowing something. And then there's the experience when it actually, when you go into action with that thing. And in my case, and I've seen this happen numerous times, and it probably still does to a degree where even if you're recording the videos in your head, it, it's from start to finish, that nothing could go wrong type of thing. And so all you think about, all I think about is, okay, 60 seconds, that's all it's going to take. Here are the questions. Here's how I want to structure it. But then as you start recording it, and I don't know if this happens to you too, but sometimes you'll record it. In the first 10 seconds, you just, you have to do it again because you felt that you didn't introduce yourself or the audience or the question in another way. And so there's all these other ideas that come into your head. And next thing you know, it's half an hour later, you're still recording (laughs) that one minute video. So I think there is a lot to be said with just knowing that you can record those things without publishing them. You could just do it to gain confidence to better understand how the process works. And in my opinion, there's truly no other way of learning that process besides just doing it. Yeah, it's, it's experimentation, right? And so you say, you know, one minute video, the first mm-hmm. 10 seconds, 
oh man, I've got to go back and do it. What if you didn't have to go back and do it? It's a choice, right? What if mm -hmm. you just put that vulnerability out there? Oh, it wasn't what I was going to do, but let me just put it out there. I've done that too, right? The first couple of uh, We Can Do Better conversations, I didn't even edit them. I don't know. And so, um, and so there's this notion of, yes, you want to have a finished product. And you know, I've since been editing and do some editing with that. But if I go into the, this saying, you know what? I don't have to release it, not even thinking about editing and just go um, and open up my mind to kind of just sharing and, and, and uh, being in the moment, mm -hmm. the best comes out. And so if it's not perfect, it's like part of that is back to the vulnerability piece. We're demonstrating vulnerability. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes the really polished things, while they're, you know, they're really nice to look at, um, maybe there's a little bit of disconnection there because people can't see themselves and, oh, wow, look. Oh, Brian, mm -hmm. Brian, uh, Brian's like stuttering right now, or Brian winked, or Brian did this, or something like that. Something that, or somebody's kid walks in, in during the conversation, something along those lines. When you can humanize it, I think it helps people connect, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I appreciate the value in editing and printing a finished product like you need to do with your podcast because you're continuing to elevate your brand and, mm -hmm. uh, and have that be part of it too. But um, I like the notion of, just put it out there and see what the response you get is. And then just, just be comfortable with experimenting. And as you say, doing, and that's the whole thing, right? I mean, we can have be as wise as we can possibly be, but if there's no wisdom that gets shared to help elevate others, what's the value of that wisdom? Mm -hmm. And I think it also boils down to what is the perception of the wisdom to begin with? Is it that polished product or is it the moments where you stumble and you have kids running into the room and you can see kind of the pure moment of what it actually is. And the, the thing that I liked about what you said is humanizing the experience. And I think that what that's the one thing or one of many things that has helped me go from inaction to action or indecision to decision is when I was able to see myself within another person's journey who was just maybe one or two steps ahead in that thing. And then I, I, that's where I said, Oh, I can do the same thing. It wasn't, it wasn't about seeing the finished product because that's where I think it's a lot more challenging. At least it was for me in understanding how the hell do I get to that? When I don't even know what equipment to use. It's, it's fascinating, right? So you, you talk about just being a few steps ahead of someone. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the term expert gets thrown around a lot, you know, podcast expert or coaching expert or whatever expert you want to use. And that's fine. People are putting a lot of work to get to where they are. Um, but to be able to lift somebody else up, you just have to be further along the journey than they are and mm -hmm. reach out your hand and invite them into it. And so um, that's why I use the word invitation a lot, Inv inviting people into a conversation, into an opportunity to see and think differently. Um, and to maybe sort of question their assumptions around how they've been conditioned to be. And is that really how they want to be or do they want to shift that? Because we, mm -hmm. can, we can choose right now to, to create change for ourselves. And I, it's easy for him as human beings to be um, stuck in or kind of mired in the conditioning that's happened up until now without, I say this without judgment, because we've all got, we've all gotten to where we are um, through our experiences, through our influences, through our choices. And the question is, do you want that to continue? Which of that do you want to continue? Which of that would you like to change? Why is that important to you? Mm -hmm. And what is that first step that you can take 
to create that change. Maybe it's reaching out to someone that is further along on the, the journey than you are and saying, hey, I, I, I really admire you uh, and appreciate you know, how you've gotten to where you are, your story. Uh, can you help me? I'm mm-hmm. looking for some help in this regard. And that shows some vulnerability and some confidence to ask for what you need, which is something I talk about all the time with the people I work with. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know from your perspective, when you were first starting the videos, and I, I remember this as if it was yesterday, the, the process that you and I were going through and editing and all that stuff. What or who inspired you to get into action of creating those? Because it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like that was the first kind of stage of your journey and in getting into this, the projects and everything that you've expanded from there. And so uh, the pivot happened, like you're talking about the We Can Do Better conversations. It was mm-hmm. actually the month before I was doing my individual videos. That was the start, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I forget what the inspiration was for that in terms of, let me just try it. And then I realized, oh, I can just do this and record and then not release it. Um, then I was on a, another podcast and we got to the end and um, with our friend Teresa Quinlan. And she's like, Brian, you should just seriously just record your conversations and publish them. And I was like, oh, that's flattering to hear that. <laughs> because, you know, we've had conversations both in the podcast, but offline, and we've had interesting conversations. And she's like, you know, and I'm like, you know, maybe I, maybe I should do that, right? And I had already gotten past the hurdle of doing my, one, my solo videos, and then I've gotten past the uh, fear-based uh, mindset I had around that. And then I'm like, you know, there's these conversations I have on a weekly basis in breakout rooms around topics that bring greater humanity to our workplaces, our communities, our families, and our relationships. So what if more people could get exposed to that? And mm. what, what, what kind of a platform could I create that would invite conversations within the conversation so there's multiple people involved in the conversation? It's not just me talking, because that's more me anyway, to be mm-hmm. in an environment where it's um, us chatting and having a diverse perspective that enriches and expands the conversation. And so... That was the um, sort of spark to get me to, hey, let me create this um, recorded video platform that I'm not going to call a podcast because podcast is fine. And it sort of could become that, but it didn't necessarily have to become that. It was really just a, uh, inviting a conversation that I wanted to share with everybody as a learning opportunity and as a, a conversation enriching opportunity. Um, that I hope becomes a great experience for them, but also inspires them to take action. Mm. So that was sort of the emphasis of it. And all, you know, we can do better in the conversations. All words kind of have resonance to who I am. And so there's that element of me interwoven into the development of that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was curious to know that from your perspective, as far as what inspired you to do that to begin with, or if there was something else prior to it. And I do actually recall some of those individual videos that led up to the conversations as a collective. And there's so much that you learn, I think, from having a dialogue where it's two or three or four people and sharing that perspective. And I'm sure as you've learned along your journey, there's a process within that as well, the interviewing process. Whatever you think you know about interviewing, it changes the first step you actually step into it. Yeah, and that's the thing for me. So but to your original question, uh, what inspired me is 
getting my voice out because how am I going to inspire or invite others to do that if I'm not doing that? So that was sort of the impetus. It's like, go ahead, dude. Now it's time to take the leap. And so that was part of the first part. The thing about the, what I do is I don't, I don't look at it. I frame it differently than you. Mm -hmm. It's not an interview for me. It's a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just a facilitator and I'm, I'm, I'm dancing with three guests typically and just uh, framing a context for a conversation and invite their perspectives and then having the conversation happen organically. And um, so I don't consider myself an interviewer. I consider myself a conversation facilitator, which is mm-hmm. language, but I, I, it gets me into a different dynamic of not having to be the one. Cause then, then if then it's, all right, I'm, I was like the school teacher, I'm picking on each of the three and, and organically going through. And I don't want to do that. Right. I just want the conversation to build on it so that you speak and then someone else speaks, someone else speaks and, and then I'll jump in too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want this to be an organic conversation that we co-create. And I think that's the beauty of um, the We Can Do Better conversations is that's what has happened and people seem to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different techniques for facilitation to begin with. I mean, what I've learned from our weekly calls is for me, the goal of those calls is to essentially help people better develop their voice and that's elevated to even more to to where it was when they came in mm-hmm. and what i've learned as far as what works for kind of those calls from my perspective is picking on people and not even certain people but on everyone to give everyone an opportunity to express their voice express what they know and learn from it and there's like you said you could either do that or you can go the technique that i think you introduced during the uh action party that when I was on the popcorn method popcorn. and that's just having someone else pick it. So there, there's so many different ways to get to wherever it is that you're trying to get to. And I think that's kind of the purpose of, or one of the points of this conversation is when we talk about this action and the action that we need to take to get to whatever the goal that we envision, there are so many different actions or so many different ways to do any particular action to get to that thing. But I think the most important part is you just have to start. You just have to start. Exactly. And that getting started has been a challenge in terms mm-hmm. of struggle for me in terms of learning and insights. And Hey, Brian, I, I knew, knowing that doing videos is going to be something that's going to help me and help get my uh, voice out there, get my brand out there, get mm-hmm. my thought leadership out there. And then when I do that, whether it's written or video, people tend to respond well. So it's like, okay, do more of it. And so the, the getting started is an important piece there. The other piece is personalization, right? Like you said, there's different mm-hmm. ways to do this in terms of a podcast or I'm calling mine, a, we can do better conversations or however you're going to um, engage others in conversation to get their ideas and perspectives, mm-hmm. um, making it be aligned with who you are, which is why I love doing it that way because it's, I'm, I'm not very formal, but I appreciate structure. So there's a framework in terms of the context of the conversation where we start and I'll make sure we kind of stay in the neighborhood of the conversation and not go off to <laughs> a different tangent. But the, the space to let the conversation evolve makes mm-hmm. it a, an experience where people feel like they're a part of it and they're not just responding to something, but they're creating something. And that dynamic is something that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Share with us a little bit more about the action parties and the different things that you started that are, in my opinion, helping people move from that insight to action. And so that was uh, an inspiration that happened uh, last month, actually. And so mm-hmm. as I started thinking about what I wanted, um, you know, now, now what sort of what else um, could we do? 
because people were enjoying the We Can Do Better conversations. I've been in different conversations um, and learning experiences with Humans First and Overcoming Odds and awesome communities I'm a part of. And then what the question always comes up for me is like, now what? And how mm -hmm. do we help move and take these learning and insights and create greater impact through intentional purposeful actions that matter to you? And so um, then I... I launched this, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, Cindy Lake, and we were just figuring out or discussing how we might do something together. And then the action party became an output of that. And so we then had a conversation uh, about what that would look like. We uh, created a, a small group conversation, invited some people to it, just did a pilot for it. And it actually has become a little bit bigger now in terms of the action party is the introduction to this process we have where we help people take a learning catalyst. So a learning catalyst could be listening to this podcast. It could be mm -hmm. a TED talk. It could be a blog. It could be anything where there's a thought provoking, um, something thought provoking going on that people could internalize and say, wait a minute, that inspires me to take action on X or Y. And so we started off using my We Can Do Better conversations as a learning catalyst. And so then people would listen to that ahead of time. So there's a little bit of pre-work. So you're already, you're already creating the experience for the actual time together before the actual time together. And mm. so if they're reading a blog or if they're reading something and they're actually getting a learning experience and then they're starting to internalize it, you're already getting, setting the wheels in motion for the first question I'm going to ask mm -hmm. in terms of the time together is, so what, what have you learned from this? What insights have come up for you? And what are you then inspired to take action on? And people have different things. So I'm going to create a, I've been meaning to create this um, online course. So I'm writing this article or whatever it might be for people. And so um, this all comes about in this community of about eight people, a small group where you have built in support and accountability partners. So there's a mm -hmm. design element to this that people often need support as they're going to step into something that may be uncomfortable or commitment to action. And that was the thing that Cindy and I discovered as we uh, kind of talked about this is, you know, how can we get more follow through and commitment to action? You know, we talked about uh, workshops and uh, how they uh, can be great experiences, calls to actions, and um, you get feedback on the event and you get a high rating on it. But then my question is always, what happens next? And that's mm -hmm. how I view success for me is not how I can influence a group in there, although that matters. That's a great first step. But what happens next? And the action party is sort of the answer to what happens next. It's bringing people that may struggle with taking action, with confidence, with being able to see what's next, even if they have an idea with it and giving them a space to explore that with like-hearted people in a non-judgmental place that invites them to um, be vulnerable, to courageously take action, and to support others on their journeys as they're getting support on their own journey to mm -hmm. move from learning and insight to greater impact, creating greater impact through intentional purposeful actions. Again, which is get back to what matters to you. Is it creating a course? Is it um, improving your ability to public speak, whatever that is for you. It could just be prioritizing my self-care. And it's ironic that that actually came up in the, the <laughs> first group when we got to, you know, we go every a couple of weeks, we got to a couple of conversations in and we started off with like this question about what are you grateful for? And someone said, I'm tired of being positive and grateful and, and kind of people were real. And the that was an awesome conversation because people got to 
we, we want to be positive, we want to be grateful, but we want to be honoring that people are feeling a wide array of emotions right now. Right. And honoring each emotion there too. And so how do you give space for people to be real and honest? And that catapulted a whole new level of conversation too. And so the, the idea of, hey, what are you wanting to take action on? When people came up with what that was during and after the first call, it shifted to, oh, wow, I had this realization that when I prioritize myself and taking care of myself, my self-care, I'm better able to help myself and others. And that's something a lot of people struggle with. So just the space to be able to have that insight to look internally first and that you have the resources internally to help yourself. And then it, where you don't to ask for help, you build a community, kind of a cohort, where you can kind of go on this eight-week journey together, which becomes what we call the action circle. And the action party is just the first meeting of getting people together. And then those that want to go deeper, we bring them into that action circle and invite them to go deeper in terms of taking that purposeful action, learning and growth, personal development, and then catapulting greater impact from where they are by engaging others and serving others through, um, through their choices. Mm -hmm. Brian, what's the best way that people can connect with you and also learn more about the action parties, action circles, and any other ways that people can be involved with the work? Thanks for that, Oleg. The best way to connect would be on LinkedIn um, mm -hmm. or at my website, BrianKellyLeadershipCoaching.com, uh, connecting with me there. I'll be posting, I'm going to start doing in the month of June, uh, action parties, which anyone can join. And mm -hmm. who's ready to take committed action, um, needs some support, um, and but is willing to make the effort and do the work, um, we're going to have those sessions in, starting in June. Uh, so you'll have the information on my website through LinkedIn and social media and other social media as well, but probably LinkedIn mm -hmm. or the website would be the best places to connect with me. Awesome. And we'll make sure we'll include all the different links to your profiles and other ways that people can get connected with your work. Cause I certainly believed in it and I was able to gain a lot of value, even from the first one between the four, three, two other Three other people, three other people, <laughs> three other two or three, people. four. <laughs> two and three other people, yeah. And that's just that was just the introductory phase. So that's step one. And then those that want to go deeper will go into a, a deeper dive with that cohort and get more of that experience. Um, so the experience you experience with that action party, we take it a level deeper. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest, for sharing, and more importantly, thank you for continuing to stay in my life. Thank you, Oleg. Appreciate you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring stories. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.